welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media. This is the post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Remember, fans, whenever or before they drop the puck, before they throw first pitch, before we tip off, and before, or before they kick off, we bring to you the post, the pre-game show, and then the post-game show follows right afterwards. Now, let's get to your host, Scott McGregor in the Sports for Beginners studio. Well, Bills Mafia, it looks like another bad day at the office. But you know what? You know what? I just want to say one thing. Let me let the highlights do the talking before I talk about this game. So here we go. Opening Buffalo Drive. Three plays, three throws. Josh Allen tipped it incomplete. It was Chandon Sullivan that broke it up. The Bills secondary has been devastated by injury during the course of the season. Can they get that ball thrown downfield? Third and long. Cousins given time. His throw is right there to Jefferson. First catch of the day for one of the NFL's best. Here's a big one into Bills territory. Another third down, third and three. Cousins looks to throw, lofting for the end zone, and Jefferson! Touchdown, Minnesota! Jefferson, two big catches on the drive, and did he just hurt himself in the celebration? Grab that hamstring, you hope that he's just messing around. I think he's okay. Then uh, you can exhale. Viking Nation. Short kick taken here at the 10. And Johnson with room. Duke Johnson, a big return into Minnesota territory. Just elevated from the practice squad. Well, run play, and it's Singletary. Devin Singletary inside the 10. First and goal, Bills. Vikings, the worst red zone defense in the league. Singletary with a third consecutive carry. This one takes him into the end zone. Touchdown Bills responding immediately.
And they're going to give you some detail on how. After this third down play, Cousins goes underneath. Delvin Cook is stopped short. Or throwing it. Allen so far has done a lot through the air. First shot downfield is pulled in near midfield by Gabe Davis. And then the ball came out, but he's getting better. He's learning how to be a pro. He understands what he has to do during the practice week. Singletary's back in with a seam off the left side. Drax Kendricks. Allen to throw on third and short. In rhythm, what a snag. Isaiah McKenzie. It's uh, late fall, early spring weather. This is, it's lovely. First down and ten. A deep drop lets those routes develop. On the move to the sideline. He's got Diggs. First down, Bills to the 20. On third and 11. Allen steps up. Allen takes off. Spins, fights, and gets the first down with the extra effort. First down, Buffalo. Second and goal. It is Singletary. Around the right side. He's got his second touchdown already. And the Bills have their first lead. takes the fake. Cousins well protected. Second level throws picked up. Christian Benford. Benford on the return. Blockers in front. Inside the 30. This place are ups. 27. Closing seconds of this first quarter. Allen throws. Picked up by Hines. Naheem Hines breaks free. Second and 11, back to the air. Allen has a tip. Diggs tipped again and incomplete. Boy, about seven dudes had a chance. Vikings trying to make a stand here after the short field following the interception. Deep drop from Allen. He's got all day and he throws incomplete. He's got it. On third and seven. Cousins zips one for Jefferson. First down, Minnesota. Bill showing pressure on third down and ten. They only bring four. Cousins pumps. Has a soft spot. Has a first down to KJ Osborne. First and goal for the Vikings. Madison blown up. Pulled down Matt Milano. They've converted third and long twice on this drive. This is third and goal. Cousins floats one. Hawkinson jump ball and incomplete. Dane Jackson the coverage this time. You can't call one on him. Straight away from 27 for Greg Joseph, who stays perfect this year from inside 50 yards. From earlier in the season a little bit. Allen to throw on third and short. He's flushed. He's chased. Got away. Got rid of it and got McKenzie for a first down. Both involved early here. Here's McKenzie getting involved in the end around. And Isaiah McKenzie, a big play across the 40. Play action. Deep drop. Knox snags it. Dawson Knox, first down, Bill. All these guys that were counting on to do more have not to this point. Showing up early on today. Allen in trouble, gets away as he so often does, and slides close to a first down. Second and short 
Singletary, already two touchdowns. Ball comes out and the Vikings have it. Into the hands of Cameron Bynum. Cameron Bynum tackled by Josh Allen. Really do you see it when there's not quite more evidence than that get overturned. Great job by a Caleb Evans given that getting that helmet on the football and then just being aware right there knowing that you weren't you weren't touched when you were down. Yeah. Devin Singletary was not able to get a hand on massive improvement this year. Out of the gun on third and short. Cousins given time. Lofts one up there. Jefferson climbs the ladder, but it's incomplete. Benford there in coverage. A pass again. Knocked away, and either way, it's going to be Bill's ball. From an empty set, Allen's pressure got away from the first man, and Josh Allen turns a sack into a big gain into Vikings territory. Close to 50 yards on the ground. Steps into this throw. It's Diggs. It's a first down inside the 35. Vikings had it deep in Bills territory. Turnover on downs, and the Bills coming right back at him. Allen lets it go for Gabe Davis. Inside the 20. Second and four. Floating Davis over the top for the Bills touchdown. What a counterpunch for Buffalo. So there's just some of those highlights of the game. But my goodness, I mean, Josh Allen just being Josh Allen, that's kind of what he was. But unfortunately, there were a couple of things that did not go Buffalo's way. Let's get right back to the highlights. But before we do, I do want to mention Buffalo Bills Mafia that uh, this game just, it kind of fell apart uh, when the Vikings took a lead right out of the took a lead right late in the game. Bills do get ahead, but they just, oh my goodness, things just, just fall apart. And we end up at 30-30. We end up at 30-30 and 30 apiece. And you know what? Let's just let the highlights do the talking here. There you go. Looked like the Vikings were headed down to maybe tie this game going into the break. Instead, it's a two-score lead. Got a little bit. Yes, we've been waiting for. Snap it quick. Cousins to the sideline. Jefferson, timing pattern, perfect connection. Play clock down to two. They get it off. Cousins finds Cook, who's got room for a first down. Big tackle there for Tyrell Dotson. Cousins off play action again. Hit as he throws, and it's picked. He threw it right to him. Dane Jackson intercepts Kirk Cousins. Third down and one here in the Bills' first drive of the second half. Allen in trouble. There's a flag down, and he's down. First sack of the day for the Vikings. Cousins. First down, Hawkinson. When you wipe away the play. So third down and long. Cousins hit as he lets it go and incomplete. He stood no shot. 
I mentioned Booth into the game for the first time on defense. He's defending Diggs, and so they go right there, and Diggs dances his way around Booth. Rookie second rounder out of Clemson. First read was taken. He just waited an extra beat to allow Knox to come through. He's got it, and he struggles to get back to the line of scrimmage. The Vikings defense again comes up with a stand. So the penalty hits from 45, and it is good. 7-1, trying to win a seventh in a row today. Here's Delvin Cook on first down, and Cook's got room. Delvin Cook takes off down the sideline. There he goes. The big play they desperately needed. Delvin Cook with a 71-yard touchdown. Vikings showing pressure here. They rush just four. Allen again rolls on the move, lets it fly. Oh, Diggs! Oh, what a catch! Stephon Diggs, one hand. First down, Buffalo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow! That is unbelievable. And what a moment for it. Watching him and Justin Jefferson. On second and ten, early on in this fourth quarter, Allen is set from behind by Daniel Hunter. Second time today, he gets home. Vikings defense, one of the big stories of this second half. Third and 16, Allen dances away from Smith, keeps it alive, finds Davis! They do it again on third and long. This time a strike to Gabe Davis for 22 yards. Third down and three from the fringes of field goal range. Making it a moot point with Stephon Diggs. Tenth catch, he's over 100 yards. He's got a first down to the 15. Continue to have the rookie on Diggs. Allen looks the other way. Over the middle and incomplete, and it's fourth down. So here we go. Allen on fourth and two. Keeps it alive. Josh Allen into the end zone, and it's picked by Peterson. Patrick Peterson has some room. The veteran down the sideline, and back to the 34. Vikings defense bends and bends, but doesn't break. Third and nine, pressure coming. Cousins finds Thielen, who stopped two yards shy. DeMar Hamlin, the tackle. Osborne in motion. He's got it. KJ Osborne. He breaks the tackle. Fights his way close. Into the pin on the spot. All kinds of collisions over there. Cousins zips one for Hawkinson. First down Vikings. TJ Hawkinson inside the 40. On second and 10. Cousins retreating. Scrambling and throwing to an open feeling. Adam feeling. And a first down at the 18. Cousins steps up and takes off. And Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins lowers the shoulder. First down and goal, Minnesota. 13 play of the drive for the Vikings. Feeling in motion. Here's Ham, the fullback. Touchdown, Vikings. C.J. Ham with his first rushing touchdown in five years. And it's a one-score game here in the fourth.
Go ahead, fullback. How do you like that? And Moose sheds a tear of happiness. <laughs> should have been five years. But it should have been five years. The extra points off the upright. A massive miss from Greg Joseph. It's a different, it's a whole different scenario. Bills have had a couple big third down pickups in this second half. Allen triggers, digs. Broken up by Harrison Smith. Vikings set to get the ball back within four. Cousins well protected this time. Coverage downfield tight and it gives them time to get home. Boogie Basham. Only his second sack of the year, but it comes in a big spot. On third long, it's Von Miller! Putting his stamp on this one! As we welcome you to Orchard Park with two minutes left in a four-point game. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. We've got to look back at this. How does he maintain possession all the way through? Not allow that ball to hit the ground, especially with what was at stake. An all-timer for Jefferson. And now it's Thielen. On time from Cousins. A flag down on top of it. Cousins steps up. Jefferson inside the five. First and goal, Minnesota. Osborne in motion. Cousins is tripped. Second time today that one of his linemen has tripped him up. Kirk Cousins, can he do it again? It's Jefferson again. It's a touchdown. The comeback kids have done it again. After review, it is a completion, but the receiver is down at the one-half yard line. It'll be fourth down and goal. Cousins to throw. Cousins has Cook. He dropped the ball. Delvin Cook drops the ball. Offside. Wow. Number 97. Cousins to stake it. Can he break the plane? Is he in? No signal yet. Still waiting. He's short. They slam the door. In a moment. Wait. Could be a good this will be the here. best angle right there. The shoulders. The shoulder is going to be down. And that football's right there. I think it's short. We talked about Vaughn Miller and these edge rushers. On the field, stands as tall. It'll be Buffalo first down. There it is. But Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean did a great job going out and getting some big bodies inside to help out Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. Phillip. Zero breathing room. He tries to sneak it. The ball is loose. Impossible. Do the Vikings have it? Scramble for the ball. It is a touchdown on their last breath. 
It's Eric Kendricks. A fumbled snapper and a touchdown for the Vikings. That's Diggs motioning across the formation. Allen looking the other way. Gabe Davis diving high and catch. They're within about five yards of comfortable field goal range. And they're going to get it here. McKenzie looking for the sideline. And he's got it with 11 seconds. From 29 yards, it's Tyler Bass. And he hooks it through. Tied at 30 with two seconds left. Absolutely. 20-yard completion. We're in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. No coaches challenge. That has to come from the replay booth. And this is too big a play not to stop. And as you can see on this shot, Davis, Dave, Davis is going to the ground. He does get his knees down in bounds, but he doesn't maintain control. The ball hits the ground, comes loose. That's an incomplete pass. Two plays later, Bills tied the game and forces overtime. Vikings try to make it a moot point. A touchdown would win it. Delvin Cook had an 81-yard touchdown earlier today to trigger the comeback. Justin Jefferson, another monster day. Play action with his eyes downfield. Heaves it for Jefferson's sideline. Did he get him down? He did, into Bill's territory. Jefferson up at the top, defended by Dean Jackson. Cousins steps into it, wants Jefferson and has him. First down and goal for the Vikings. Vikings again on the doorstep. It's Delvin Cook pulled down in the backfield. Matt Milano this time. On second and goal, Cousins looks to throw. He is set back in the 15. And Oliver. Vikings take the lead. Josh Allen to throw. He's in trouble. Josh Allen keeps it alive and runs for a first down. Lowering his shoulder. From the 46. Allen given time. Coverage downfield good, so he's going to do what he does. Runs again. Lowers the shoulder again. Inside the 45. Inside a minute and a half. Allen lets it go. The officiating crews have let them battle it out. Second and ten. Allen steps up and throws. An interception! Patrick Peterson! And in this heavyweight bout, the Vikings with the knockout blow. The Vikings win the game of the year. There it is. I know it's. It, it, I know. I know. Bills fans. It's. It, it, it's rough to hear that we that we had so many chances to win this football game, and yet again, just like just like the uh, Jets game and uh, uh, last week and the and uh, before the before the. Um, uh, before the Jets game and before the Packers game, and uh, and of course the game uh, that happened before or sorry, after the Packers, 
when the when the tips were down and the Bills were still winning games, they they now have fallen two straight weeks. They fell to the Jets last week. Now they've fallen to the Vikings. Wow, I mean, just it, it it's heartbreaking. It's like a uh a back to back uh look around and and if you're a Bills fan, you probably know what I mean. But like, still, uh, it, it it's heartbreaking just to see your team be so good, so close, so great. Things are looking good for us, and then the and then the four and then the second half happens, and you have a Dalvin Cook, a ten point touchdown run, nine eighty one yard touchdown run is what he did. Uh, and that's what made it seven, uh, twenty-seven, seventeen, Buffalo. And then the fourth quarter happens, and you have the the Vikings scoring with C.J. Ham a three-yard touchdown run. The kick did not go through, so the Vikings would remain at twenty-three, and the Bills would still have twenty-seven. And then Kendricks fumbled the football in the area of where Pitts of where Josh Allen was and it and it was ruled a touchdown that's where the lead changed and then you had the the game bringer to overtime Tyler Bass nails it from 29 yards and we are tied at 30 but then Greg Joseph scores a 33-yard field goal to bring us the the loss because Patrick Peterson, Patrick interception Peterson, I'm 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 gonna call him for for this game, Patrick interception Peterson throws the dagger in the Bills' plan to win this game in overtime, and Dalvin Cook defeats his brother James. Speaking of the brothers, in our next segment, we're going to hear from the head coaches of the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. But my goodness, Buffalo fans, was that, I mean, KC is a thrill ride. Kansas City is a thrill ride. And and what of it? Kansas City is a thrill ride. And what of it? But to lose in overtime to your brother in in the case of Dalvin Cook and uh, James Cook, wow! You know what? Let's just use this segment. We're here where we hear from the coaches, and then we'll hear from the players in our next segment. But I mean, wow! It's the Cook Bowl in Orchard Park. And Kevin O'Connor team wins. Let's start with him. But let's first hear. Let's first hear the victory speech from Kevin O'Connor and his team, congratulating his Vikings team on a win. So After this ad, if we can get it out of here, 
in time. We're going to get the ad out of here. Sorry if it came up. Uh, that was a little bit of on français content. Um, all right, here we go.
in the New York Jets. But unfortunately, we were unable to do that. So, you know what? Let's get it from the coach's mouth. So here he is, John McDermott. If we can get it without any interruptions. Time's yours. Yeah, I mean, we got to do a better job there. We had opportunities to win the game, and we got to do a better job taking care of the football. You know, I keep saying that. We talk about it every week, and, you know, it makes it awfully hard to win a football game when you turn the ball over four times. Well, I think it takes too much edge. That's what's been happening with late in games. How discouraging is that to hear that, you know, that your team has been losing its edge? No, I believe in, I believe in this team. Believe in the team. You know, they made more plays than we did at, down the stretch. Obviously, we turned the ball over. Uh, came in fourth and 19, and, and they made the play. Um, we got to get the ball knocked down there. So, opportunities to win the game, and at the end of the day, we didn't get it done. Do you, you agree that they lost their edge? No. no. Second half, overall performance, output production have been an issue really what, yeah. the last three games. Can you pinpoint maybe there's something that's going on there? Yeah, no, I think it's worth a, a, a deeper dive again this week, and we look at it and study it, and, you know, we haven't scored touchdowns in, in the uh, second half. Uh, so we've got to go back and look at it, what's been different in the second half and what's been different compared to the first half. Talking to Dan This is Cam's first start at safety, and, um, you know, I believe in Cam, and uh, you know, he made some good plays out there as well uh, throughout the course of the game, so um, I believe in him. It is a balance. I mean, he's, he makes he makes plays. He makes spectacular plays. He's a special player, um, and I believe in him as well. And you know, we just got to do a better job of, of taking care of the football and taking what the defense gives us at times. And um, you know, that's an adjustment we have to continue to make. John, locker room talks about the 24-hour rule after a win or a loss. Is it harder to do that when there's a game that it involves so many emotional swings up and down? Uh, I mean, that's what that's the the course of the season, you know. And these games are close games, and um, again, we had opportunities to win. That's what makes it sting. Um, we were right there, and um, again, we got sloppy with the football. Um, so we just we gotta. This is the journey of the season. So you gotta pull pull yourself back together, find out the reasons why, make the adjustments, and move forward. John, I guess kind of going off of that, you guys have faced adversity this season, past season. What's your message to the team right now? Yeah, I mean, number one is belief. I believe in them and and uh, I believe in our coaching staff. And we're six and three, um, so we've we've done some good things, but we've also um, gotten sloppy at times. And and sometimes before you win, you got to prevent yourself from losing. And that's I know it's a negative kind of connotation, but that's really where it starts. Number one, and that, and that usually involves the football. It's in the fourth point. quarter, Josh's interception on fourth down. You had a second and two, third and two, and fourth and two. You went with three straight. 
passing plays. Was there any thought to, to go to the run in that situation? Yeah, that's, uh, we had a couple of those. Uh, we had a couple of second and shorts uh, that we'd like back. Um, you touched on not being too one-dimensional last mm -hmm. week. This is the second straight game where the, the running attack really wasn't a huge part of the, the second. So what is the reason for that? Joe, it's something we can look at. Um, you know, I thought we did a pretty good job at times with that in the first half, and then second half got a little bit out of whack there. And we had some second and shorts to his point that, um, especially against a good short yardage defense uh, and, and one short yardage defense, um, you got to pick up the, the first down there. What would you say, Coach, would it should be that? Because you're up 17, and Einstein's not like saying we'll cross the run the ball into a sense. So is it to say, is it, is it the lack of execution, or is it the play design that's why you can't? Well, I just think this, some of it's the nature of the, how the NFL is. Um, you know, I think we've pulled away at times, and then and then lately uh, we've struggled a little bit. So it's something we'll look at. When, when and how was the decision to start Josh? When was that made, and how did you think? Uh, we've really just followed the doctor's plan all week. That's really what we did, and, and then uh, we went from there. Pretty clear your message is belief. You said that a number of times. Are you at all concerned, part of your concern, that your team not lose his belief? So that's part of it. Part of it. That's that's where you get to hold your confidence throughout the course of the season. This league tests you in a lot of ways. Uh, Jerry, you've been around it, and, and uh, the, the season tests you. So um, you double down on that, and, and you go back, make the adjustments you have to make, and that starts with being truthful, um, which we've been, and uh, and you move forward. To your knowledge, was Josh impacted at all by his uh, elbow injury, and you know how he came out of the game physically? Have you talked with him or the training staff about that after the game? Yeah, during the game, uh, he was not impacted. Um, and then after the game, I, I saw him briefly on my way here, checked in with him, and then, um, but he seems seems fine to this point. So um, officially, I haven't checked with the trainer yet. Um, what do you say to Josh? Because so many of your wins have been because of Josh. Like, you have games I believe in him. I believe in him. That's really where it starts. Um, so he's a special person, special player. He's a leader of our football team. Um, better days ahead. And, and uh, again, this is this is life in the NFL, unfortunately. And it's it's going to be a hard one to go to bed tonight with. Um, but that's that's why they put us in these positions, right? Coach, how much does it pain you that you can't get one guy from the You got to win the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, uh, we'll look at it all, and there's a lot of things that we can do better. All right. There is Sean McDermott. He believes in the Buffalo Bills. He believes in this squad. He believes that we will bounce back from this game, but there's a lot that uh, you probably heard that I may not touch on. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, on our segment, on our next segment, we're going to hear from Kevin O'Connor of the Minnesota Vikings, the head coach there. We'll hear from the players, including Josh Allen and quarterback Kirk Cousins, if we can get him. But, man, just, just man, uh, it's, uh, it's tough to win in this league. It's tough to win. I mean, I don't play. I don't play football myself. I, I more watch it, rather. 
and and things have been uh things have been a little hunky dory uh I want to stay here when it comes to the Buffalo Bills and it comes to the to winning in this league. Um, so we're going to take our break. And when we come back, we will look more at the game. We will hear from head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connor. O'Connell. And we will hear from some of the players as we continue to break it all down in the meantime if you're tuning into sunday night football enjoy the football game everybody we'll be right back as we're recapping the bills and the vikings right after the game today one word before we let it before we let it go to commercial is turnovers that's the word i'm using to describe this loss for the buffalo bills Yes, we will take a break, and we'll be right back to the show with Scott McGregor. Post-game, pre-game, whatever you want to call it, we'll be right back. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, 
week's visit to the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports of the Winter podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's On the Ice and Behind the Benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. It's time to get back to the action with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Welcome back to the post-game show for the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. Before the break, we heard from head coach Sean McDermott of the Buffalo of the Buffalo Bills. We are going to hear from the players, and we will start with the quarterback in Josh Allen, who, if you may have already heard, he had mentioned that some of those that some of those um, turnovers were partially his fault. Before we hear from him, let's hear from the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And while we await await the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Kevin O'Connell, we are going to talk a little bit more about the game. But I do want to remind everybody that on this segment, we're here from players mostly. I will talk about my player of the game. We will give game balls in my in my final segment of this show and we will also talk about what is coming up for the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. If you list if you see stuff that I post on Instagram, you probably already know that next up for the Minnesota Vikings is the often the powerful Dallas Cowboys. And meanwhile for the Buffalo Bills and I guess for Bills Mafia let's say It is the Cleveland Browns, who, by the way, played Miami this week, and they lost in a game that Miami, I think, had, pretty much. We'll get to more on that in the Cleveland Brown game in our last segment of the show, which is our third and final segment. But here we go. Be a part of 
There's a lot of moments in that game where uh, I'm trying to think back and process uh, just the critical uh, critical plays that our guys made offensively, defensively. Uh, wasn't always perfect for us, but our team's ability, I think, over these last few weeks to win football games, maybe not in circumstances like this, but uh, I think that allowed us to have the confidence we needed uh, to just try to make one more play and keep that football game alive in any way, shape, or form we had to do. And confident locker room in there. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of games out in front of this team where we're going to rely on these moments uh, to help us. I'm so dang proud of this team. I love this team, the way they battle, the way they come together. And uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a really big day for us, uh, kind of confirming who we kind of think we are as a football team. A lot to improve on, like I said, but it's a huge win for us here against a really good football team. Just to give you guys an update, Caleb Evans and Christian Darisaw did exit the game with concussions, um, and then Z was just kind of dealing with a knee contusion there uh, that, uh, that, that kind of he was just playing hard all day long and finished the game, but uh, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Yeah. Just talk about the play uh, or the series of events at the goal line. Kirk Cousins is stopped, and then Kendrick gets the touchdown. I mean, what are your range of emotions, and what did you see in those plays? Um, the range would be about as much of a possible range as you could have in that moment. Um, it takes a lot to, to even get down there in that moment. Then to not get in uh, was was unfortunate, and we got to go take take a look at kind of what transpired in that moment. Um, but we work on that scenario when you're so tight, uh, when you're so far down there. That's one of the reasons why uh, you, you get that group ready because they can't take a knee in that moment. I had one timeout left, so I was going to try to force them to do it twice if we could. Um, and you just know the critical. Uh, sometimes it seems simple. The quarterback center exchange, uh, the ability to try to get that ball out from your one-inch line. Um, we work on that. We talk about it. And our guys not only being, uh, you know, a legal play to, to kind of knife in there and get the ball. Uh, but Eric Kendricks ended up with it, and, and uh, that was a huge, huge moment. Um, so hopefully thinking we were putting that game away, but then just like great teams do, they battled right back. And we just kind of continued to have to trade those blows, and body blows, you know, haymakers, and, and, and just try to be ready for the next snap. And, and just as long as they would allow us to play today, we're ready to continue playing, and, and that's why I'm so proud of this team and, and uh, what we were able to accomplish. How many times have you guys worked on that? the course of the year? The uh, it, it goes back at different times, training camp and uh, different scenarios when it comes up. Uh, you know, you, you just talk about it a lot. There's been some uh, clips of kind of similar situations around the league this year, how you want to make sure you're ready for it, uh, what we call it in that mode, just to make sure we're aligned right to, to possibly have the best chance to impact the play and maybe get the ball if it does end up on the ground. Uh, compliments to those guys for executing. What was it like seeing Jefferson's catch where they stole the ball from the defender? Um, what, what was the D&D &D right there? About fourth and 18. Yeah, I just I just remember, you know, my dialogue. I call it dialogue. You can't talk back to me. But my words into Kirk, uh, what we were really looking for on that play. There's not a lot of scheme that you can go find in that moment. Uh, it was about a player and our quarterback and the two of them behind good protection and a got-to-have-it moment. Uh, trying to just give him a chance to make a play. And it happened right in front of me. One of the more remarkable catches I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, you know, he's such a special, special player. And I'm just really proud of the way Justin's battled all season long against a lot of different looks, got a lot of different coverages. Uh, but to show up time and time again when we needed him today, um, really, really lucky to have Justin and, and, and the 
plays he made for us today. Trust that Kirk seems to be developing and that will throw it up in contested situations like that. Is that, I mean, is there a line to that, or is it just, hey, you know, he's making the catches, keep giving him chances? I think there, there is a line because we, hopefully we can do, do a, a good job with our scheme that if, if it's that kind of coverage to Justin, maybe there's some other guys. I thought we had a chance early on in the game at KJ when Justin did a good job kind of taking some coverage with him um, and ended up turning it over on that one. But uh, there were some other plays in the game where I just think Kirk's ability to find TJ on a fourth down. Nobody will remember that play uh, when it's all said and done today. But there's just, I think we'll all go back and look at this one and, and really need to kind of unpack quite a bit. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of processing it all. I just know. Uh, that it, it, it's a good feeling as a head coach to know that you can be confident uh, that your your guys are going to continue playing and battling, playing good football, uh, overcoming the snaps where we don't play good football and understand we're in this together. One snap is all we need to continue a football game until they tell us there's no more time on the clock. What do you say about Pat Pete's game-clinching interception and just the way he keeps stepping up, you know, when some people out there might think he's at an advanced age? Yeah, I... I can just remember conversations I've had with Pat dating back to when I first got here, um, and, and, and we, we were able to you know make sure we had him for, for this year leading our defense, and, and I just have so much respect for the player, the leader, everything he means to our team, um, but it goes so much further than that because he's playing dang good football right now, and he's consistently done that, uh, challenges himself every single week to be the most prepared, uh, lead the charge on that defensive side along with EK and Z and Neil and and Harry and some of our other guys. And uh, he set a standard for helping us become an 8-1 football team. When I think of our team uh, this year, uh, I think of Patrick Peterson being a major reason why we're 8-1. And today was just another example of that. That's emotional as the locker room after a game. Yeah, I, I honestly, they were, you know, I felt, I, I felt bad even breaking up, you know, how, how much fun they were having just to give my little post-game spiel. But um, there were some good game balls to give out and just letting these guys know how proud I am of them and uh, you know stuff like this doesn't happen too often and like I said when we unpack this one and really you know really figured out what just happened um, I think there'll be a lot of learnable moments but there'll be a lot of moments we'll think back and shake our heads a little bit. Right before halftime it looked like you and Brian O'Neill kind of like put your arms around each other I don't know if you remember that or what was said there but I just wonder what that moment. Yeah it, it goes back to the kind of third and two scenario, fourth and two scenario, where uh, I just wanted them to know I felt good about those plays, but I also feel good about running the football behind those guys. And I think it's important for those guys in those moments to know uh, that, you know, I'm not always going to be perfect, and I, I certainly try to call the best possible plays in certain scenarios, but uh, I'm incredibly close with Brian, so I think uh, I just kind of caught him as we were getting ready to head in and, uh, and uh, just kind of communicating with him, hey, I'm coming right back to you guys. We're going to run it in the second half. We're going to run it however we need to. And we were able to do that. And, and Dalvin Cook getting going a little bit and with that big run. Really, I think that 81-yarder really kind of sparked everything to kind of transpire after that. So it was a huge moment. Uh, to, that end, to that end, you guys come up with heavier personnel at the beginning of overtime when you're running the ball there. Was that just trying to wear them down? Kind of yeah. type run that you snaps. And, and you could see it as we were able to kind of churn out yards. Uh, mix in some passes, stay in, you know, stay aggressive in some no huddle. Try to find Justin there and and, and just see. I wanted to for sure ensure uh, that we were in field goal range. Make sure we had the lead when the Bills touched it. I would have loved to finish that thing off with a touchdown there and, and not ask our defense to go on the field. Uh, I do believe there was 12 players on the field um, on uh, on uh, that run where we kind of went backwards. 
uh, after Justin's catch down to the two, I believe. Uh, we'll have to go back and, and count those up. I know it's moving pretty fast out there sometimes. Um, so we'll, we'll just confirm that. But, uh, you know, need to be better kind of closing out those those drives when we do get down there. But uh, it's a good defense over there and uh, well-coached, tough place to play. Uh, so to, to find a way to have more points in the end today, I, I'm going to remember this one forever, guys. Last one. The Gabe Davis reception on your sideline late in regulation. Did you get a look at that? Maybe it was clean. I was right in front of me. Um, didn't think that was a catch. Uh, in that mode, that needs to be uh, something that either is from up top or possibly New York. And we didn't get any clarification on that. I did ask. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. There is uh, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, and just uh, before we get to the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, let's hear. From uh, from Josh Allen, who, as I mentioned earlier, if you saw it on Facebook Live, you probably did if you're a Bills fan. But uh, anyways, let's hear from your quarterback, Josh Allen, and hear what he had to say after the game. But I will point out before we get started that he says, quote, you hate to lose. So let's hear what he's got to say. Josh, a reaction uh, after this game? You know, what are your thoughts? Uh, losing sucks. Sucks this way even worse. Um, horrendous second half. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. Yeah, it's on me. Um, can't have it. You're pretty down. Yeah, I mean, first one's fourth down. Um, no sense in taking a sack or throwing the ball away, giving somebody a chance. Those are those are going to happen. Um, second one, just bad ball, bad decision. Um, <clears throat> I just progressed throughout the week pretty steadily. Um, put a lot of hours in, getting ready to play. You know, appreciate the guys at the training room for helping me get back out there. Um, I, I don't know if I can give you a definite day, but I always felt like I could play. But did injury impact you at all? No. Three straight second halves like this, how discouraging is that? And do you have an explanation? Um, no explanation as of now, just we got to execute better. That's that's on my shoulders. Again, four turnovers today. Three were by me. And it doesn't suck. It's just what it is. Hate to lose, especially that way. How do you turn, how do you turn this around? Uh, well, it's only one game at a time, but how do you guys get this thing right? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to my shoulders and my shoulders only, making the right decisions, making the right throws, um, putting our best foot forward in practice. And this one's going to suck watching. Only ways forward. We gotta gotta find a way to put this behind us and not let it affect our next one. What are you doing on first down to kind of stymie your guys' run game? There were a lot of you guys had to face a lot of second and first down. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you the answer to that right now. Uh, so we I'm gonna go back and look at it. Um, yeah, they had a good plan today.
Um, I mean, kind of a double post-ish concept there. Harrison uh, Smith took the and the over route, and I felt he was in a position where he could stop if I threw it over the top. So I just tried to drive it, and um, again, that's a savvy vet and, and Pat Pete. Um, can't make the throw. Back, you guys were up 17, and you know, nine times out of ten, that would call for a team to run the ball. What do you think of this? Is it more or less of a, a lack of execution or play design? What do you think? Um, again, not can't, can't give you an honest answer there. Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta do more on that aspect too. Maybe um, we'll get it right. I, I trust the guys in this locker room. Um, trust the, the staff that we got. And we'll get it right. Josh, this is three straight games without touchdown in the second half. Do you send something different in the second half? Is it team? Is it just you guys execution wise? Because it's been since the Kansas City games. Yeah, it comes down to the guys on the field and making the right plays. You know, we were horrendous in the red zone, and that's, again, on my shoulders. Uh, so, you know, got to clean it up for sure. First two felt since uh, Kansas City lost in the playoffs. Yeah, this one sucks. First place in the division, uh, what do you have to do to regroup and, and work your way back to better effort next week? Just one game at a time. Have a good week of practice, turn this one, and not, let's, not let this one become two games. Talking to each other about the way that Minnesota has this is their fifth win in the last two, three minutes of the game this year. They don't go away. Did you guys talk about that? Um not necessarily. Um again we, we do our job on offense, do my job. It's a different game, different story right now. So it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what Josh has to say. All right, I promised you Justin Jefferson, but I do want to get in the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. So let's hear from Kirk Cousins as he prepared to speak to the media after the win. Great team win once again. Uh, similar to what I've been saying after all our other games, um, it took the whole team. It took every phase. It took one unit picking up another unit, making a play. It took uh, a lot of different phases of football. And um, Obviously, you know, feel great about the grit, the toughness, the, the resiliency of the group, the way our coaches kept uh, believing in us and kept us going. The fact that our defense only gave up six points in the second half. Um, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, you kind of learn just to really believe and, and trust that uh, at some point, you know, it could be the next play, something's going to turn. And um, it was a wild game. I think the Bills are a really good football team. They'll be playing a you know, meaningful football in January. Uh, it's a great atmosphere here. Um, you know, certainly when it's a game that close, you can point to any number of plays where the game could have gone either direction. And we're, we're you know, thrilled to come out of here with a win. But um, uh, proud of the way everybody played and just kept fighting. What's your range of emotions when you're stopped on the sneak there? Yeah. And then, boom, Kendrick's right away gets the fumble recovery. You're all over the map. I mean, you're, um, you're expecting to get in, didn't get in. About as close as you can get without not get without getting in, and then defense does a phenomenal job not only you know providing pressure there but also then recovering it for a touchdown, and then um, you know then we had to get our mind right for overtime, and I thought we ran the football really well in overtime. Um, so you know there were a lot of a lot of sequences there we have to just keep playing. Have you ever seen a game split out of play like that where a positive change in the end zone? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's an interesting situation just because. I understand how and why that can happen. 
Um, and also, um, you know, you have to get out. You don't want to have a safety and kick it back to the other team. So it's a difficult situation, and you want to still run clock. So um, I understand the challenge there. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because that was critical. Um, Justin did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, the first drive of the game, third and ten, then the touchdown on the third down as well, I believe. Um, you know, the plays. I think the one that was that I'll remember was the fourth down, where it's basically for the game, and the DB looks like he caught it. Justin rips it away. Um, and then one of the ones that got us down near the goal line um, as well was a big play. So he did a phenomenal job. Uh, but I also believe that TJ and KJ and Adam and Dalvin, you know, the, the fact that we do have other targets in the past game, I think, uh, helped quite a bit to be able to feel confident that you can spread it around. Justin kind of talked about that this is the type of win that means this is our year. Right? How do you balance the emotions that we win a game like this and it says what this team is capable of with it's one, it's the middle of the season, you got to go back to work. Yeah, I, I take the go back to work approach. You know, it's it's day to day, week to week. You're only as good as your last play, your last game. Um, you certainly want to stack up the wins and, and we've been able to do that for the most part. But uh, uh, being battle tested is, I guess, what you take from it because you know come January you're going to need that. And, um, and so having had that, I think, is the silver lining. Like I've said, I'd like to pull away from people more than we have and not gift teams opportunities like I felt the turnovers did today. But um, uh, the battle-tested part of it is what you pull from it and say that that can help us. Perhaps the best part of the battle-tested is I think belief in, in not only yourself, but the players around you and the other units, you know, believing the defense will make a play, believing the, uh, your teammates will make a play on offense. I think there, there's a lot of belief and a lot of love for, for one another that um, goes a long way. How much did that long touchdown run by Cook kind of read you? Yeah, I think it was big, Chris. I think the fact that it didn't chew up much clock, I think that the fact that it kind of just gave us seven points like that, I think it made a meaningful difference in the final outcome. Does that catch uh, that Justin made the one-handed grab almost? Does that bode well for the future? Were you more comfortable with putting it up there for him? And I've, been, I've, been, I've been putting it up there for him for three years, so okay. uh, I think we'll keep doing that, yeah. Are you prepared for your plane ride home? They've got something planned for you? I, I think we reached the mountaintop last week. I don't know that there's uh, I don't know that there's anywhere to go from here. Someone else may have to take the mantle because uh, I think we reached the mountaintop last week. So, all righty. Thanks, All righty. There is Kirk Cousins. We do have Patrick Patterson. Patrick the Terminator Pat Peterson, I should say. He will be talking as well. Uh, we are going to get to him. But before we do, yes. Before we do, I want to touch on a few things. Number one, we I want to give you, before we hear from Vaughn Miller, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Peterson, who we have yet to hear from, I want to touch on a few things. First of all, I want to give you my game, or I, I will give you the game balls when we do our look around the league which will be after this segment and after our, we take a break. It actually will be our final break that we take. Uh, I do want to let people know that the delayed 
Pittsburgh Penguins and the delayed Montreal Canadiens post-game show is coming up. Again, it's something Penguins fans, you probably won't want to hear me say, but uh, I got, but I'm going to get it out to you because uh, we're going to get ready for the Maple Leafs on Tuesday. And that is actually when this episode will drop. The, not this episode in particular, but the episode of the delayed post-game show between the Maple uh, the Penguins and the Maple and the Canadians, excuse me, not the Maple Leafs, the Canadians. Uh, and uh, on that note, we will also have the Indiana Pacers and the Raptors drop on Monday before the game between the Raptors and the Pistons. We have some post-game reaction that we can get to from the Toronto Raptors, so we will get to that, and we'll see what we can get her. But we can gather from the Indiana Pacers. Uh, all right, enough of that. Let's get to our player of the game before we get to Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Peterson. Sorry, we heard from Kirk Cousins. So Justin Jefferson, Von Miller, Stefan Diggs, and Patrick Peterson uh, are left to hear from right now that we're going to hear from on this show. So... First of all, I want to go to the Minnesota side. And the first person that is going to get a game ball, uh, my player of the game, is Patrick Peterson. Just, just absolutely, just absolutely a dominant force on the Minnesota defense. Honestly, just give this guy the football. This guy just made a just made quite a couple of plays that the Buffalo Bills didn't have any answers for, and Allen mentioned and he owned up to it that um, some of those four turnovers that the Buffalo Bills had uh, were on him. Three of those were on him because they were, shall we say, they were um, they were interceptions. They were picks. Yes. So, you know what? It's it 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 stings, but um give credit to give credit to Patrick Peterson. He did come up with a pick and he also come up with a couple of great blocks um to to send the Bills to this loss. And uh, you know what? Before we get to the Bills uh, player of the game, which I believe is Stefan Diggs, but part of me feels like it should go to Von Miller. And that is actually who it is going to go to. It's going to go to Von Miller. He got a couple of good stuff, good sack, uh, a good sack. But Ed Oliver also had a sack in this game. So you know what? Um, We're going to hear from the man, Patrick Peterson who got my player of the game for Minnesota. And then we'll hear from Von Miller, who is my player of the game for the Buffalo Bills. And after we hear from those two, we will hear from Justin Jefferson. We will hear from Stefan Diggs. But first, it's Patrick Peterson and then Von Miller. So here is Patrick Peterson of the Minnesota Vikings. Patrick Peterson, 
the first one, I knew it was fourth down. Um, we was in a man-to-man -man scheme. Um, I did a good job of pushing my guy out of bounds, so I became a free player. And we all know Josh is a gunslinger. He try to, you know, he trusts his arm very well. Um, we knew he, he he loved to throw the ball in tight windows, you know. So I just had to keep my eyes busy because I knew that you know my guy's out of bounds, so he's ineligible to touch the ball. And I looked back around, saw another. I think it was a tight end. I can't remember who it was. And I saw him coming back across, and Josh noticed him. And I just stepped in front of that and got that one. The last play, uh, the last interception to seal the game, um, that was a, a really big play, obviously, to, to close out the game and, and get the victory for us. But they came out and just ran a simple Dover scheme, a, a Dover uh, um, concept with the number one receiver running the deep end, the tight end motion over from the three receiver side to create a two by the two by two and try to clear out the safety and the quarterback kind of knows in red zone a lot of teams play quarters in that in, in that situation and with me understanding where the ball was being away from me it's hard for the quarterback to throw it back you know into the field it's always easier for the, for the quarterback to throw the ball coming back into his vision so I knew that and um I just undercut it, the uh, the dig and still the game. Uh, how much of a statement win was this for you guys? I mean, some people are saying, ah, oh, they're 7-1, but they haven't beaten any good teams. They've barely beaten mediocre teams. How much of a statement win is it beating uh, one of the Super Bowl favorites? It's not. Okay. Look at, look, at, look, at, look at us now. And that's all I can say. All we want to do is continue. We're not trying to prove them or they wrong. You know, we just want to continue to prove ourselves right each and every time we step out on the field because we feel that we are a, a really, really good, a really, really good football team that believe in one another. And it showed again today. We was down, I believe the largest margin was 13, 14? 17. 17? So, you know, if we're not a good football team, how could you come back from that deficit? Look at us now. What did you see on Justin's catch on the fourth and eighth? I was right in front of Literally right in front of him when he caught it. I saw him reach back and did had a, a little bit of Odell, you know, uh, back in 2014 and whenever he made that crazy catch. And luckily, the defender was right behind him because it kind of helped him stop his hand for continue going back even further. And Justin did a great job of, uh, you know, maintaining his uh, the possession of the ball. And what a great fourth down play, man. I mean, big-time players making big-time plays in this game throughout the entire game, you know. So we want to continue leaning on our leaders, leaning on our five-star players and also our role players, you know, to help us win ball games like this. Interceptions last couple weeks. Is there anything in your film that you saw that you keyed in on today? Yeah, um, he had a couple of them in the Jets game, you know, uh, last week, I believe, right? So when we saw that, you know, we all we all know, you know, the athletic ability that Josh has to create extra time, and the the the, the body structure that he has. He's a he's a big guy, you know. So it takes a lot to bring him down with one guy, and we understand that. So we you know we have to make sure that we corral him at all times. But at the same time, he does a great job of creating those extra extra um, extra time for his receiver because. When you see him get out of the pocket, you think he's going to run, and the guys come up, and next thing you know, he's flipping in the end zone, just like he did in the Jets game as well. So, for the most part, we just wanted to make sure that we stay faster in our coverage because we knew at some point that he was going to create extra time. So, the point of emphasis was, you know, stay faster in your coverage, stay close enough to where if he gives you a shot, make him count. Yeah.
how different is this team and this group and the leadership? I mean, like after the game, you and Harrison are going. At, I mean, like, I don't know, how 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 different does it feel? Yeah, it starts from the top, man. It starts from the GM, from Quasi to the head coach, that the message that they're want to get across to us each and every day and the leadership is echoing that in the locker room and guys just buying into the process man I mean it's been really really good to us you know um, the great thing about this team is a lot of guys that was on this team last year is here on this team this year and having gone through that last year you know we understood that this was a huge point of emphasis coming into this year we want to be as good as we want to be you know and, and guys have really take heed for that and we just want to continue building on what we got going right now. Does it mean more, do you think, to the guys that were here last year? I'm sorry, now, start, start. Does, it, does it mean more to the guys this year than uh, winning these close games oh, no and, and uh, being through it last year? Yeah, no, close no doubt about it. Like I said, coming into this season, it was a huge point of emphasis for us to make sure that, you know, we are a better situational football team than we were, you know, last year. I remember the crazy stat. I can't remember what the, you know, the record was, but I believe it was like 15-2 and two if we was just good in two-minute situations last year, four-minute situations last year on both sides of the ball. Now we got a new head man in, in charge, offensive guy, a guy that really, really dives deep into situational football, and it's, and it's proven for us. You know, so, like I said, we just want to stick to the process, stick to the strip. And don't waver from it because it's been really, really good to us. You've talked about it before. Some people think he may be lost except in an advanced stage. But how good does it feel to have, uh, you know, a game like this in such a, a marquee game along those lines? It feels really great. It's just so so bad that my two pits came a week later. Wait, what now? <laughs> I got you. You got that one? <laughs> He was my responsibility. We was in a man-to-man -man, uh, scheme, and as Josh started scrambling, me being a vet, knowing that once the quarterback is out of the pocket, all I got to do is get a nice shove with the receiver. He's out of the play. Now I become a free player, and that's how I was able to make that first interception. What was your vantage point on the QB? What was going through your head? The QB stake that you guys didn't get, and then there's like that whole range of above. Another opportunity for us to make a play. The ball's on the half-yard line. I told the guys we need maximum penetration on this one play to get a safety to at least give up and give ourselves a shot to go back and put ourselves in position to kick the field goal to try to win the game. So this guy's never giving up. And this is a this is a, a collective team win. Proud of the guys, proud of the coaching staff, and we're looking to uh, move forward from this for sure. You met, this guy. you met two weeks later. Did you say a week later? Oh, yeah, you're right. Two, two weeks. See, that's why I got confused. <laughs> there he is, Patrick Peterson. Did you catch what he just said? What he just said moments ago before that last question? I kind of did, but uh, but uh, well, let's just say things were looking up for the Vikings. And one of the things he mentioned, one of the things Patrick Peterson mentioned in his uh, availability was the fact that you want to look at us now, especially in the fact that you're playing a good team and you beat a good team like the Buffalo Bills. So now you got to, so, so to all the haters out there, you got to look at them now. Just look at them now. Speaking of looking at, speaking of looking at people now, 
let's go to Von Miller, who got my player of the game for the for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, and we'll get to our third segment, our look around the league for sorry, our look ahead, excuse me, to what is coming up for the for the Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but first, it's Von Miller. Uh, it's Justin Jefferson, and then it's Stefan Diggs. That will wrap up our second segment. And when and after we wrap up the second segment, we'll come back after one break more. I know we're only taking two breaks here, but that's okay. Um, we're here from Justin Jefferson after Von Miller, and then Stefan Diggs. And then after that, we'll give you game balls. In our final segment, we'll take a look at what's coming up for the Bills, what's coming up for the Vikings, and then I'll give you my final word as we get ready. But one thing I will tell you is, ahead of time, is before the Bills and the Lions play in play in Detroit on Thanksgiving in America at 12.30 the following week of next week, I will be having a pregame and a postgame show after the game and before the game. The pregame show will be getting will be in recording before we even hit game day and it will be releasing whether the show is not done or is done before kickoff or not. It I'm hoping it's done before kickoff on Thursday. It will probably be rendered and ready to go on Wednesday prior to the game between the Lions and the Buffalo Bills. So, a lot that I'll get into coming up in our postgame and pregame for the Browns and the Bills. Oh, I just spoiled that there. Anyways, we'll get to all of that after we hear from Vaughn and Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs in our final segment. And uh, in our final segment, again, as I mentioned, we're giving you game balls and we're giving out and we're giving it a look ahead at what's coming up for the Vikings and the Bills. But that's just a little bit of a teaser there for what is coming up the week after the Browns game. Oh, again, I just spoiled it again. The Browns are coming to Buffalo. Anyways, uh, before I spoil anything more, let's just hear from Vaughn. Discredit any of your opponents. That's better you guys. They had authority. No. Um. First off, like we lost to a good team. They're they're a good team. They're six and three. I've been here before. Definitely not. You know any panic for me. If anything, you know, I like I like the position that we're in. You know, you you want to be tested, you know, going to uh going into you know December and the later months, you know, the beginning of the playoffs. You know, my perspective is a little bit different. I'm, you know, I'm twelve years in and you know, I've been here before. I was just here last year. Definitely not any panic for me. If anything, like my perspective is like I had fun. Today was 
Okay, we'll get back to Vaughn in just a little bit because there's going to be an ad here. So while we get back, so while we wait to get back to Vaughn, uh, I will want to let you guys know that again, coming up in our final segment, it's game balls and a look ahead to what is coming up for the Buffalo Bills and of course the Minnesota Vikings. This game, it stings Bills Mafia that we lost this game. It stung when we lost the game to the New York Jets last week. But this game stings a little bit more because not only did we have possession of the ball in overtime, but we also did not execute to get the win. Uh, the good news is we get a chance with the ball this time in overtime, but unfortunately unable to succeed. Patrick Peterson, the man we just heard from before we hear from Von Miller, we we unfortunately see him with a pick, and that's the ball game. Uh, I'm calling him the Terminator. I'm calling him the Terminator. Um, but anyways. Let's get back to Vaughn, shall we? Here he is. Today was a crazy game. Like, this is one of the games where I talked to my son about when researching. How, Dad, how y'all lose that one? I'm going to have to sit him down and talk to him about, like, man, like, hey, stopped him on goal line and fumbled it and went to hold. Like, definitely not, you know, any panic for me. Um, first and foremost, me as a pass rusher, like, Brian O'Neill. Got a lot of respect for the guy. One of the best tackles in the league. If not the best tackle in the league. I always enjoy going against the best. A little concerned for uh, Derisaw. I hope, I, hope, I hope he's all right. Dalvin Cook, like I said before, early in the week, he's a walking home run, and he hit a home run on us today. Up until that point, like, we were good. You know, we were good, and I still feel like we were good, you know, after that. And, uh, you, know, I just, uh, you know, I just take a step back and, you know, it's not about me or anything like that, but I I feel proud of myself, you know, leading the guys, especially at the end of the game. Whenever they whenever they uh scored that touchdown, it was like a fumble, they scored the touchdown and stuff. But hey, this game is not over. Like, I mean, everybody was down, you know, but hey, like this game is not over and it wasn't. You know, we were able to go to overtime. You know, they were able to kick a field goal, offense goes out there and we just didn't win. But first and foremost, like uh, our respect to Minnesota Vikings. Hey, coach, great guy. With L.A. Shout out to Brian O'Neill, Darisaw, and Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. Hey, I'm, I'm interested to see what his celebration of being on the plane looked like on the way back. I'm, I'm sure it'd be crazy. But you know, for me, my um, my perspective is a little bit different, man. You know, I had fun today. These are one of the games that you'll always remember. Yeah, we lost. It's always tough having to lost. I'm not going to let a team beat me twice. I'm not going to let a team you know, beat me in the game and then go into the week. I'm still letting them, letting the loss drag me down. We, we lost. I'm, I'm a professional football player, and it happens. I think the standard is so high, we expect to win every single game. And that's how it should be. We got great talent. We got the best quarterback in the National Football League. Got a great defense. They ran the ball on us a little bit, but hey, it's all good. Still feel like this is good medicine. I still feel like this is. Uh... 
All right, another ad is in here. So we are going to let those ads run and get back to Vaughn. But again, Vaughn is just making a lot of valid points. Uh, one of his quotes here, I think you're going to hear after the ads get by, get away, get going, uh, is adversity builds character. Um, obviously, you've heard Bill's Mafia that he's not going to let a team beat him twice. Uh, and he's also, he, he's been in here before. He's been here before, six and three. Uh, obviously, it sucks to, that they uh, didn't win. But uh, he was telling guys on the sidelines, look, this is a game, but it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. And as much as you would think that it was over, I, I kind of have to agree with you, Vaughn. I don't think it was over. But some of the plays that were made were questionable. And um, you know what, Vaughn? Um, I, I really don't want to crap on you but uh, because you made a lot of great points. But you know what? I want to hear what else you have to say here after our ad gets out of the way. Uh, this ad right here that uh, we're currently looking at. Once it goes out of the way, we will uh, hear from you again. And I'm going to be ready to hit it as soon as uh, it comes on. So let's be three, two, one. This is the uh, adversity go. that we got to push through, and I'm excited to see how we respond. I'm so excited how we got a locker room with great character guys, and adversity reveals character. We we had a bottle on the run today up until he broke that that big run, and you know still got to figure it out. <clears throat> Still got to figure it out. I still feel comfortable where we at. We got a great running back, Nick Chubb, you know, coming to Buffalo this week. He's the best running back in the league. If if not the best, he's number two. And if he's not number two, he's a rotation every week. I'm excited, man. You know, you're not gonna catch me press conference down, lip poked out. It's just not, just not me. I'm I'm blessed and honored and privileged coming here with these guys every week. I had fun today. We had him, had him at halftime. They came back, like we were able to fight back, go to overtime. Like I said, it's just we're on the other side of it today. And I've been on the other side of this game. I've been on the other side. We make a play, and all of a sudden we get a pick at the end of the game. And that was Patrick Peterson. They got that pick. You know, he's my draft class, twelve years in. You know, still balling. He had two picks today. Just uh, it's all good. I'm not gonna let a team beat me twice. Shout out to Kirk Cousins, Brian O'Neill. I love, I love the guys. He's one of the best offensive tackles in the league. Darius Saul. They did a good job today. They, they fought back. They, they came through the adversity. They fought through the adversity at halftime. I think we were up by 14. They were able to fight back. Broke a long run by Dalvin Cook, and they, they won the game. So they deserve it. And excited to come, come back in here on Wednesday and be the same fun that I've always been and motivate these guys to respond, respond in the right way. And we have a Got a really tough uh, Cleveland Browns team coming up this week. I'm excited to play them again here at a Hallmark Stadium. Guys, fighting the youth with success in at times that took up 17 just three last week. You feel that sometimes you guys are in your own way. If you play for that team like that, now you can go. It's football. This is football. I enjoy being a Buffalo Bill. I enjoy being here. I'm, this is where I want to be. Like if I if I could step back, 
got all of these teams, and we're racing to go to the school. You know, we hopefully we we can, you know, you can check back to the same press conference at the end of February, and I'll, I'll be here and I'll tell you like, hey, like I told you, this is where I wanted to be. It's all good. Like games like this build character, adversity builds character. All of these guys are high character guys. There is no blueprint to beating us. Like they just came out of there and they played great football. And they won the game. Hopefully this will be the final few rides that we get because we're still listening to Von Miller here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. He's addressing the media. Or I mean he did address the media a few minute a few moments ago. Uh if you're a Bills fan, you probably heard uh Vaughn, you probably heard Stefan, mate well maybe you probably heard Stefan. Uh you heard um Josh, you probably heard from, and you definitely heard from Sean McDermott, who we've just heard from. We've heard from Josh, we heard from Kirk Cousins, we heard from Kevin O'Connell, we heard from Patrick Peterson. We are currently in the midst of hearing from Vaughn Miller. So let's get back to hearing from him. Hopefully that is the last of the ads that we will have to deal with. If you're a heavyweight prize fighter and you're fighting and you're swinging like how we do and you play as hard as we do, like you're going to get hit a couple times. That's just how it is. Um, I think it starts with, you know, our coaches. I got, you know, I could have went anywhere. Like, and I saw this coaching staff and just had so much belief. I have so much belief in this coaching staff, Coach McDermott, Coach Washington, Coach Frazier, all of these guys. Uh, Ken Dorsey, like, you know, all of these guys. I got so much belief in these guys. All of these guys are great coaches. He's not going to go out there and win every one. That's just how it is. I hate to keep going back to, you know, L.A. and representing that, that but when I first got there, we lost three straight, 71. 71 before I got there, and we lost three straight. The outside world, and falling down, and you got Odell and Vaughn, why is everybody not winning? What's wrong with Matt DeStafford, Bilbo, this and that? They got us figured out. Same stuff that's happening here. You know? and, you know, we were able to string some wins together, lost the last game of the season. Should have been the number one seed, but ended up being the number three seed, and I feel like that was good for us. We uh, played the Arizona Cardinals, good game. We go to Tampa Bay, play a good game there, come back, play a tough 49ers game, and then boom, we're in the Super Bowl. I can, all I can do is just go off my past experience. I feel like that's what makes me I feel like That's why he appreciates years because I can always refer to my past experience. Hey, we're in, we're in a good spot. I wasn't here. I don't know. All I, all I can do is be the same fun that I've always been. Like, you know, I'm not familiar with the disappointment. I just got such a, I think it, I think it starts with me. I just got such a firm belief in, in me and what I'm able to do on the football field and firm belief in the type of leader I am and how I can motivate guys. I, I can give them the right perspective how we should go week in and week out. 
got a great team. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I pray and I hope that guys think they got guys think they got us figured out because you know that's that's a bad place to be at because we got a great team. We got a great team. You know? Battling through injuries and right now, and I'm not gonna make excuses for anything like that. Hats off to you know, Minnesota, you know, the Vikings. They came in and beat us, but this is this is good medicine. I'm excited to come into the facility on Wednesday and be the same fun that I've always been. And be a light, lock, be a light. Teammates, get in to see the, the brighter side, man. You're in a good spot with six three. Got a long season to go. I know. I, I get up here and I say this every. That's the truth. One win can destroy a team, and one loss can destroy a team. That's just not us. I promise you. Yeah. In the division now, you said it could be good to be tested. You think that could be? Yo, what is it? Week 10? Huh? Week 10? We got seven games still? Hey, we're not finishing right now. We got seven games. We got Josh Allen, and there's great defense, and they got Bills Mafia behind us. I pray and I hope that guys think it's over. I pray and I hope that guys feel like they're doing and they got us figured out because they're being a, they're up for a rude awakening. I pray and I hope that the media like cancels out and do all that stuff because good. You know, cause we got a great team. I'm excited to go to work with these guys. I'm excited for Josh Allen. I'm excited for him to respond. I'm excited for myself to respond. I'm excited for the defense. Brighter days, brighter days are here for us, man. We lost three games. It's all good. I'm excited to see what we do. All righty, there is Vaughn Miller. And you know, he's actually, he actually just does not want, or he does not want to be that person that tells you we lost, and I hate, and I hate it. But I do, but I do hate it, but I do hate losing, and I know this team hates losing. I'm not familiar with their, you know, their past with the disappointment that the Bills have had. But he he says he's not going to let a, a team beat him twice. So we'll see, we'll see what happens on next Sunday when they, when the Bills go toe-to-toe with the with the team that I'm going to mention in my final segment here, our third segment. Uh, But let's get to Justin Jefferson. We heard from Patrick Peterson. We've heard from Kirk Cousins. We heard from Josh Allen. We've heard from Kevin O'Connell. We've heard from John McDermott. We're going to hear from Stefan Diggs, but let's hear from Justin Jefferson. As promised, I told you we were going to get to him, and we're getting to him now. Um, I couldn't even answer that question for you. Um, God, honestly, uh, putting my hand in the right position, Kurt, giving me an, an attempt to go up and make a play for the team. Um, but uh, I guess all of those uh, strengthening the hand workouts kind of worked out. <laughs> Have you seen the highlight of it since you got back to the locker room? Yeah, it was showing me in the locker room. Was it even more unbelievable when you watched it? For sure. For sure. Just the the way my body, uh, how it went up, uh, him catching the ball in his hands and me taking it from him. Um, I mean, the whole the whole play was was crazy, but um, you know it, it starts 
with the whole line. It starts with blocking, giving Kirk that time to, to give me, uh, you know, that that opportunity to go up and make a play. Uh, but it, you know, it's just it's not me. You know, this is a collective team win. Uh, so many people played so many different parts in this win. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's glad to be eight one. Talk to, I mean, you played a lot of football games in your life. Where does this break? Definitely top two for sure. Um, just off us being down, um, going up against a team like that, uh, us not getting that that goal line touchdown and uh, fumbling in, in the end zone, it's, it was so crazy. Uh, it, it felt like it was unreal. It felt like a movie. Um, but just like I said, God is with us. Uh, you know, I, I told everybody, this is our season. This means this is our season. For us to, to, to win out and uh, to go to the Super Bowl. So uh, we just got to keep work, uh, working, take on week by week, uh, going on, fix our mistakes, and uh, get ready for the Cowboys. After you ran over and gave somebody a hug, is that family? Who, who was that? You gave a hug. Yeah, he had, the, uh, he had no shirt on with, uh, with the chains on, like Kurt. <laughs> so I had, to, I, had to, I had to go see what's up to him. <laughs> How do you avoid riding the emotions throughout this game just with the scoring change or down to your defense? It's tough. Uh, it's definitely tough to, to stay in there, uh, especially being in the NFL. You know, you don't get those those opportunities to score back-to-back -back like that. Uh, but, you know, just this team just stay with the fight. Uh, this, this whole season, I feel like we've been fighting all the way four quarters. Uh, even when we're, we're down, not having any momentum, uh, just going through, going through what we know, you know, just keep fighting all the way to the end. Uh, I feel like this team is just so together as one. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, we just keep fighting. It's, it's unbelievable. What kind of statement is this when people might have said, ah, everybody just having a one, but they haven't beaten anybody, they're winning close games, just mediocre teams, but, you know, coming in and beating one of the Super Bowl favorites like that. I mean, first of all, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy job to, to come, come in and win games after games in the NFL. Uh, there's no team that's just stuck, you know what I'm saying? So uh, every game you got to be mentally prepared to play, come here, play, uh, ready to play. Uh, it was a little cooler day, you know, especially going up against a team that is, just like you said, Super Bowl contenders. So uh, to come in here and get a win, a tough win at that, uh, it shows a lot how much this team uh, is, is is together and how, how, how much we fight together. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have any starters in their secondary. Uh, I mean, we knew that coming into the game. Uh, so it was really about attacking that, you know, just winning your one-on-ones, uh, having more confidence in me than them, you know. So uh, whenever though, whenever Kirk just throw that ball up, you know, it's mine. You know, I think it's, it's me to go get it. Um, but you know, it definitely was was something we was looking at before the game. Well, what is it about the LSU receivers when they come into the NFL? They seem to be so prepared and ready to go once they get here. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough answer. I mean, question to, to answer. Uh, but I just think it's just our mentality. Uh, you know, we always fight. You know, we always work to to go up against those the best players in the league. Uh, being in the SEC, go up against you know Bama, Florida, those type of games. You know, we, we mentally prepare for these type of moments, you know, uh, going up and getting those those catches and uh, just making a big play for our team. You see Stephon Diggs, one-hand grab it. How do you feel about maybe pulling a better one of these plays later? Yeah, I definitely seen it. It was it was gross. It was, it was tough. It, it stuck right on his hand. Uh, high ball. 
but I mean, he's a tremendous player. Um, he's 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 great. I love watching him. I love being a part of him. Um, I definitely want to keep rooting for him. Uh, and I mean, it was it was a great game between both of us. Yeah, we talked after. Um, I mean, just us just congratulating on on the performance. Uh, both of us had great games, uh, but it, you know, just we had a better one. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I, just like I said, I love I love stuff. Um, I love his game. Uh, yeah, I asked for his jersey after the game too, so I definitely need that one. <laughs> Justin, a lot of the guys in the locker room talk about the emotions, right? Where there's that story within a story between, you know, you and Dixie. Then there's the, the Cook brothers. Then there's Case Keenum. There's all this going on. Um, but it's a respectful, it's not like the revenge game. It's right. like, it just brings it up another notch. How is it to be able to have that emotion and to pull through in the craziest of circumstances? Yeah. Um, I mean, just like I've been saying before, I live for these type of games. Um, the big games, the big moments. Uh, where, where people are looking for you to make a play, uh, that's what I like the most. You know, just going up in there, uh, making a play, especially on the road. Uh, the crowd get quiet, you know. Uh, I love that feeling. Uh, but uh, just being here with this team, uh, competing through all four quarters is, is really what gets me. You know, this team has been through a lot of adversity throughout the games, and uh, we just find a way to finish every single game. Uh, and we, we just got to keep going. This is a tough game for us. So, uh, you know, even next week, we got to focus even more uh, just off of this win and uh, not slacking up. Last one that was got Kirk got the right uh, from last year, year losing, from losing the close games. How much more does it mean to you uh, winning these close games? Yes, it means a lot. Uh, we, we focused on that before the season. It's just about winning, winning our games throughout the, the game, all four quarters, uh, finishing out those games. And uh, the first two years, just like you said, we didn't we didn't do that. Uh, so we, we made it an emphasis this year to, to finish out the games, being together as a whole, uh, not keeping your head down, not getting low whenever those times get back. And um, I feel like we've been doing a great job with that, uh, just being together, not letting uh, the score uh, define who we are. And um, I mean, this this goes to show you who we are for sure. Appreciate Oh, it was cold out there. I wasn't going to take my jersey off out there. Uh -uh. I'm going to get it, though. No, I didn't get his either. We're going we to send it to each other. When I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, enough, enough of the last thing for right now. Uh, so there is Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. One more person to hear from, and then we'll take our break. Yeah? and get you set up for what's coming up for the Bills and the Vikings and the Vikings. Uh, you heard you heard Jefferson mention it. You heard Kirk mention it. You heard a few people mention it. And Vaughn mentioned who the Bills were going to uh, be coming up against uh, this coming Sunday, which, which I'm not going to spoil because I've already done it. I, I've already done it a few times, and I apologize if you... Don't like spoilers, but if you crave spoilers, then you pick the right place to be. All right, enough enough talk. Let's hear from Stefan Diggs, and then we'll take our break. Yeah, I mean, I could have played a lot better, but you know, we did we did enough to take it in overtime. We had some clean clean football at the end. Um, we just didn't do enough. I mean, I feel like 
we're doing a lot of good things. Can't take that away from the game, but uh, there's some things we got to get fixed. So, yeah. How is it so difficult, Steph, to find that balance with running pass? It seemed like I was doing that real well in the first half. Second half, up 17, you would figure that, you know, you would try to run them a little bit more, but that didn't happen. Like, how do you find that balance? I mean, it's taking what they give you. I mean, I, I trust that they put us in the best situation to win. But, like, uh, as far as I like, with the balance, like, we were moving the ball, especially in the second half. We did move the ball. We had success. So it's not like, uh, as far as, like, the imbalance wasn't working. We were, what we were doing was working. You know, so whatever they call, we just got to find a way to make it work. So, yeah. Pinpoint the issue, what's going on in the second half, because that's really three games now where things have kind of slowed down for you. We got to continue to play sharp. I mean, I feel like we're coming out in the first half, uh, mind sharp, you know, getting after it, and then we somewhat hit a little lull and then kind of got to get back in the groove, it seemed like. And then it seemed like when we got to get in the groove, it's always crunch time. And we always manage to kind of, like, figure it out and make a way, but... Uh, It'll save us if we don't take that low, don't take that low gas there. So, um, you know, Vaughn always say don't blink, and I feel like we might be blinking a little bit, especially when we come out trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying we've lost every toss, so <clears throat> the ability to come out there on offense and being able to play fast, man, maybe even double dip, it's, it's been lost a little bit. We gotta work on our heads uh, and tails a little bit, get a little bit of good luck, but um, we just gotta continue to play. You know, I mean, this game has its ebbs and flows, uh, along with the seasons. I mean, we can't ride a roller coaster, so chin up. We call a lull. Is that sometimes taking the other team lightly? No. It's coming easy? No. I mean, if you, if you look at the score, the score was still tight. When I look think about a low, I feel like uh, it's more so not being that sharp. You know what i Like, for example, like me jumping offside, like like that. Like, that would I mean more so like a low. Not so much about the other team because, like I said every week, the other team going to give you their best shot, and they always going to give us that, so. Uh, are heavily anticipated, never low, more so looking inward for it. How jolting was it to feel like pretty much everybody in the stadium that this thing is going to end and then, the, and then the snap and that happens, something just crazy like that happens at the end. What, a sense of how you were feeling about that and maybe guys around you. I mean, jolting, that's a new one for me. Uh, never really heard that one before that was football. But I've been a part of uh, some crazy games, as we all know. Never really take it as anything, but football happens, so you got to keep playing. How do you kind of move forward to make sure you guys tighten things up in the weeks to come? I feel like our preparation is there. Um, we don't go in a week trying to do switch up a whole lot of stuff. We, we do what works, and we got to continue to stay at it, stay consistent. You know, uh, like I said, don't ride the, ride the roller coaster. That's what the league wants you to do. That's how these games come up. You'll win some, you'll lose. You win, you the best, you lose, you the worst. So um, stay consistent. I'm not going to change anything upon my routine. Just keep going hard uh, and try to increase my effort. And I feel like uh, <clears throat> I should have I put the game away. We had four minutes. I missed the uh, third down, and I had a chance to end it. Then I jumped outside. So looking inward always, I could, I could play better. So. The competitor you are, knowing the competitor Josh is, how do you kind of keep him – more on an even keel so he's not pressing because now it's another loss you know he thinks about that stuff yeah. he wants to lead how do you kind of keep him here yeah. instead of pressing if i know josh i know he's extremely hard on himself so i i don't play the role of saying oh i mean i don't know i never even talk about the negative stuff i'm more of the positive positive guy anyways but i got his back no matter how it takes out um, our quarterback gives a lot of effort. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the game, you saw him lead us all the way down, all the all the way down the field.
So especially taking the positives from it, he's going to hate it for 24 hours, but uh, I got his back. I can't, I take the good with the bad any day. My quarterback is a winner. Uh, we lost two games, and we're just trying to bounce back at this point. But we're playing a lot of good football, and it's things that we can get better at. That's all I can really, like, attest to. Like, we can be better, we will be better. I feel like I should have been more patient and trusted them. Um, I saw them coming, but I feel like they, we had enough blockers that it was more bone, it was more food on the bone, is what I say. I was trying not to leave no meat on the bone, so I was more so frustrated with myself because you know when you get in those high return situations, you want it bad. I want it real, real bad, so. I could have just been a little bit more patient, let the O-line be the O-line. You know, they, they do a great job, so uh, that was a little bit of my first race. Not No, not necessarily. Not. Seth, will it help sharpen your focus to know that you've let the Dolphins and Jets catch you in the division? Um, I mean, I, don't, I, I can't say, like, it'll be like, you know, the Dolphins and the Jets are right behind us, but that's not, that's not the world we live in, and they're good teams. We're a good team. More so far in your own land. Because you can't go do anything more or less for the Jets. We played them again in Miami. We played them again. Uh, that's down the line in the, in the season. But uh, sharpening your focus will come from just always looking inward. It's not really looking at anything everybody else is doing. And everybody else is doing that 1 11. If everybody's doing their job, we can always come out with a mindset of, all right, we did what we could. And can we be better? Yes. Will we be better? Yes. Can we be better? Yes. Will we be better? Or you bet your or you bet your or you bet your bill or you bet your bills mafia or you bet your or you bet uh we will be we will be better. Wise words from Stefan Diggs. Can we be, be better? Yes, indeed, we will be better. It's not about can we be better. It's about will we be better. And guess what? Stefan says. Can we be better? Yes, we will, and we will be better. So, that's good enough for me. All right, everybody. Game Balls is coming up in our final segment. We will look ahead to what is coming up for the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. And then that'll do it for our post-game show of the Bills and the Vikings. We'll get you ready for the for the next opponent for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to spoil it because, well, I've been mentioning that I'm going to get to it uh, in our final segment. We'll give game balls. But again, wow. Just, Stefan, just, 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 just make my day, man. Make my day. Just, can we be better? Yes. Will we be better? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, we will be better. We'll, we'll, we will be better. The way that you phrase that, Sean, uh, Stefan, is just, it's light a fire in me. It's light a fire in me as a Bills fan. Congratulations, though, to Kirk Cousins. Congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations to Patrick Peterson, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, and all of those guys, uh, especially Coach Kevin O'Connell. Really, really good game played by both squads. The woes kind of continue in turnovers, and that's the word I've been using to describe this loss for the Buffalo Bills. But again, look, it's a game. It's football. Football happens, and that's what Vaughn said. 
But Vaughn also mentioned that he's not going to let a team beat him twice. I would expect a lot of, I wouldn't expect anything less from Vaughn Miller than that. When we come back, we look ahead. I give you game balls. We look ahead to Vikings and their next opponent. And of course, the Bills and their next opponent. Plus, who they face down the road. And of course, that will lead to our final word of the show. It continues. It's Scott McGregor here in the Sports for Beginners studio to join you for the recap. But before we go to break, I want to remind everybody, the, the 8-0 Eagles play the 4-5 and five Commanders tomorrow, Monday, at 8.15. All right, everybody. We'll be right back in the Sports for Beginners studio in just a little bit with game balls look ahead and that will do it for the show after that we'll be right back okay people take a break it's just out for a half hour yes we will take a break and we'll be right back to the show with scott mcgregor post game pre-game whatever you want to call it we'll be right back after a hard day's work Sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television. But the show you want to watch isn't on TV anymore. Well, now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again, such as the Dukes of Hazard. In fact, if you act now, you can get the complete first season of Bo and Luke Duke's adventures as they fight the system of Hazard County. So act now, because this deal won't last long, and once they're gone, they're gone. Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Makes on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast. That airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's 
On the Ice and Behind the Benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Are you looking for excellent sports content? from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com It's time to get back to the action with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports for Beginners podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. We are wrapping up the post-game show for the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. As of the recording of this podcast, we are continuing to wrap up Sunday's game where the Bills fall once again. Uh, They fall this time to the They've fallen once again, but this time to the Minnesota Vikings, 33 to 30. And just a reminder to everybody, I wanna, I wanna get uh, this back out. Uh, in my Instagram post, I mentioned that the Bills fell to second place. No, they actually fell to third in the AFC East with the loss. With the loss. But anyways. Let's get down to who they next face. And we'll get down to Minnesota as well. So the first thing we look at is how the season has gone so far. Phil started this season off with a bang. Beating the defending champion Rams 31-10. to then defeating King Henry's team forty-one to twenty. 
41 to 7. That was an interesting game. They then lost to Miami. That was the first loss, 19 to 21. They defeated the Baltimore Ravens, 20 to 23 to 20. Defeated Pittsburgh, 38 to 3. KC 24-20. That led to the bye week and then the Green Bay Packers were a win of 27-17. Then they lost 17-20. Here you go, another loss. Uh, 30 to 33 over the Vikings. Next up, they go toe to toe at home against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And they have two Thursday games coming up, including. American Thanksgiving between the De the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills. And then New England is in town. Well, actually, I should say New England is... Uh, we're headed to New England. The Bills are headed to New England. Before the bit before later in the season, around the end of the season, actually, the Bills will face New England at the end of the year. Still to come, the Dolphins and the Jets. Supposed to be looking for some revenge there, but as you heard early in the show. Um, Von Miller was saying that he's not going to let a team beat him twice. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Quickly to get to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in their schedule. They defeat the... They defeat the Buffalo Bills. They've only lost one game so far this season. So they've been on quite a roll just like the so they've been on quite a roll just like the uh the eight and O Eagles, who as I mentioned over the top of the show are going toe-to-toe -to -toe now, I guess, of the recording of this podcast. Uh, today, they go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Wow, the only time they lost it was week two against the Eagles, who, as I mentioned, are going to be playing the Washington Commanders. Now, I guess, of the recording of this podcast, they, record, they are going to play tonight 
at tonight at eight. The Dallas Cowboys are up next for the Minnesota for the Minnesota Vikings. On Sunday next week. Then they will play New England week twelve, the week of American Thanksgiving. As part of an American Thanksgiving playing, they will not play the Detroit Lions until after the Jets. All right, everybody, that's going to do it here today on the podcast, but stay tuned, Pens fans and Canadian fans, and of course, Raptors and Indiana Pacers fans. We're going to get you uh, the pregame, sorry, the postgame show for both of those, for both of those uh, games. Obviously, Indiana won and Montreal won, but um, obviously, so obviously Raptors and Pens fans, you probably won't want me to record but i'm going to record either way we'll get to hear from nick nurse we'll hear from players we'll hear from head coach mike sullivan on the hockey side we'll hear from and big big thing i want to mention guys uh we will hear from martin st louis of the montreal Canadiens. and big thing i want to mention though for him is some of the content will be in en français. So please, please stay with us. Um, Even though the Montreal Canadiens are a team that are English, they're also, in, they're also French. So we will have some French Canadian, we will have some French audio for that as well but that's going to do it for the bills and the vikings post game show i am your host scott mcgregor if you are a pens fan if you are a canadians fan if you are a raptors or an indiana pacers fan please please stay with us for the following post game shows that will be getting out to you at the after we get out of here with the Bills and the Vikings post-game show. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Get keep get keep doing what you're doing. Get us out here. Get us out there. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, and last thing I will say before we go is that uh, at the end of the show, we're gonna have a thank you message coming your way as well. Thanking you for listening to this post-game show. Uh, And on that note, thank you so much for listening. Continue doing what you're doing to get us out there. We we here at Sports for Beginners really appreciate it. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. 
even though it, it doesn't really uh even though it's not really something i want to look forward to doing when we lose um especially if i'm a fan of a team that you guys are a fan of whether it's the penguins the bills the uh, raptors the maple leafs whatever it is but um that's gonna do it for this po for this post game show. Have a great rest of your day, Bills Mafia. Let's regroup. Let's get ready for the Cleveland Browns. Enjoy this victory Monday. Enjoy this victory Monday now, uh, Minnesota Vikings, because you know you got another game uh, to get to. You got to get prepared for the Cowboys. On that note, our thank you message is coming up. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast. Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pregame show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. <laughs>